opinions expressed on Wrestling Wind Down are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, organization, employer, or company. What's up, guys? It's Lo, and you are tuned in to Wrestling Wind Down, a female-founded and hosted podcast dedicated to professional wrestling and our favorite adult beverage. We are back with another episode of Chardonnay and Cheesme, featuring Iridian Fierro of the Rest Friends podcast. If you're not familiar, Chardonnay and Cheesme is a series that Iridian and I do together where we just spill the wine on what's happening in professional wrestling. Iridian is one of the great people that I've met in the wrestling podcast community, and these episodes are really just wrestling girl talk. Today, honey, get your wine ready because it's going to be spilled. We are talking all about the recent WWE releases most notably the WWE female black rider Kenise Mobley which caused the internet to go absolutely insane haven't really talked about it much but we are talking about it here we are also chatting about the return of WWE superstar Samoa Joe to the NXT brand and our thoughts on it and finally we have the latest on SummerSlam 2021 which is occurring August 21st right here in Las Vegas Nevada so grab your glass of wine we're going in for the three count I'm so glad to have you here. We haven't done one of these in a hot minute and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of cheese may being spilled in the WWE and we're right here for it. Yes, the tea is hot. I'm ready. There's so much that's been going on. Let's do it. Let's kick it off with the unfortunate releases that have happened in the past week. I don't know if anyone else expected four more releases in the WWE to occur after the last batch of releases, but they released a handful of superstars, specifically on the 205 Live brand. So WWE parted ways with Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Killian Dane, Marina Shafir, NXT Tag Team Ever Rise, Arturo Ruas, and 205 Live wrestlers Tony Nese, Arya Davari, The Bollywood Boys, August Gray, and Kurt Stallion. Now, this list is interesting because August Gray and Kurt Stallion are two of the newer superstars that WWE has signed that have actually gone on to debut you. So definitely shocking to see them released. And with the news of 205 Live supposedly being a bigger deal in the coming months, it's shocking to see that half their roster was wiped out by this release. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's crazy. You know, WWE not too long ago purchased Evolve and they hired a lot of their talent. Um, I know they had Brandy, same with Kurt Stallion and Shotzi came from Evolve too. So it's just crazy to see how some people have gotten that push and how some people have just been kind of put aside to 205 Live. I'm not saying that, you know, no hate on them, but like I never watched 205 Live. So I think they could have got pushed a little bit better on the main roster. And for them to get let go, it's just like unfortunate because these guys are rarely new. Like you just got there and to be let go and we're just recovering from the pandemic. So it was a little shocking to me. Ever Rise is a newer NXT tag team. And I noticed that just as early as the day before they got released, they were doing a YouTube series on WWE NXT's YouTube channel. I also read earlier last week that the plans for a lot of these superstars were scrapped at the last minute. It blows your mind to think like there were superstars that were involved in WrestleMania before that got released a day after, a couple weeks after. Yeah. It's sad to say, but like, is there any job security here? It really doesn't feel like it. Oh, definitely not. And I think uh, the first time that a lot of WWE superstars got released, we were like, oh man, like during a pandemic, that's insane for all these people to get released. And this is the third batch 
batch of releases. So a lot of people are thinking that this might be like a yearly thing or like every couple months, they're just going to have some people that get released. And that's just, I don't know if they're trying to keep everybody on their toes. If they're trying to save money, we don't know what it is because they just signed their deal with Peacock. They sold the WWE Network. I don't know where this money's going. FIFO Select reported that Nick Khan, who is the chief revenue officer at the WWE, he led a meeting last week when he made the decisions about the releases that FIFO Select stated that Khan was quote unquote willing to take the heat for the cuts and didn't appear to be too concerned about the plans WWE had for their wrestlers, the other projects they were working on, who the person was married to, and any other factors, which I think the married to definitely sticks out when it comes to Marina Shafir, who is married to Roderick Strong, who recently debuted in a new faction, as well as Killian Dane, whose wife, Nikki Cross, is on the Raw roster, who recently debuted a whole new gimmick. This puts them in sticky situations. This puts their spouses in sticky situations because these people are being released from these jobs that they more than likely work their whole life to get to. They probably feel some type of way, but they have to keep it positive to the outside world because if they say something off kilter or they say something inappropriate, their wife or their husband's push could canned instantly just based on their reaction. What are your thoughts on Marina Shafir and Killian Dane being released? That's crazy because, you know, I thought Roddy maybe would have got released because we saw that he wasn't, you know, showing up in NXT. And when people said, oh, there's going to be some cuts. I'm like, oh man, people who are injured, like, I don't want to say Bobby Fish, but I'm going to say Bobby Fish. And a couple of other people are, but he came up with a new gimmick. So I'm like, okay, like he's going to be in a new faction. Like that's totally cool. I, this was really unexpected, but you know, Nick Khan, he's going to take responsibility for this firing. And maybe like the last group of firings, he didn't care that Lana was still on the roster when they let go of Miro. They didn't care about Sarah Logan when her husband was still with the Viking Raiders and he's still on the main roster now. Literally no one is safe and there's no job security right now. It doesn't even matter if you've been in the WWE for 15 years as Fandango, who started out in WWE under the name of Johnny Curtis, had been there for 15 years. Tyler Breeze was right behind him with, I think, 10 or 11 years, and they were a very popular tag team on the WWE roster who got moved to NXT, had a fairly strong run there, but we hadn't heard much from them. I hate to say it, but they used those two to host the 50 greatest WWE tag teams and then told them to take their ass home. That is some bullshit, in my opinion. These two are veterans on the roster, and as soon as we saw that Fandango was released, I think a lot of people were like, oh, well, is Tyler Breeze safe? We know that he does up, up, down, down. He has very strong ties to the WWE, not only in the ring, but outside of the ring. And they did release him as well. I really like was shocked by these two because they have been there for so long. Like I said, their impact goes outside of the WWE ring. What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, this one was crazy. We saw the first person I think to be let go was Bandango. And then we're like, yes. oh my God. Where does this leave Tyler? And then Tyler was very, you know, a couple minutes right after him. And we saw Adam Cole, I think he was streaming live and like he got the news and he was like emotional on there. Can so we just say like, before we go any further, I understand that these people are on a public platform and you're able to screenshot and record and do whatever you want to do. But I feel like in these moments where people are having like emotional moments, this is someone who he's known, you know, he's worked yeah. with close 
mostly. And people are turning this into like a meme day. Look at Adam Cole after he finds out Tyler Breeze is released. Like I get he was on a public platform, probably could have ended his stream if he wanted to. He was being vulnerable and now everyone's sharing it like it's the next viral thing. I think everyone is so quick to want to be the first person to release stuff that they don't think about how this could impact someone else or why are we putting these vulnerable moments out to the masses. Like I said, he was still streaming, so he knew that it would probably get picked up and shared or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like as fans, sometimes we need to realize that we are not entitled to these people's vulnerable moments or whatever's going on in their lives. And sometimes you just need to just put the phone down, not press record. No, exactly. We are privileged to be able to see our favorite wrestlers, you know, be able to stream on Twitch. Like that's a privilege that we have as fans, they don't have to share those moments with us, but they do, they choose to interact with us. And it did feel, I made me feel like a type of way, like I felt like I was invading his privacy, just yeah. like watching it being, you know, shared on all these things. So I just, I didn't watch it fully, but yeah, he didn't turn off his stream and he could have. So I don't know, maybe he just did that. Um, I don't know, as I think he did it on purpose. Let's move on to another release. This is not a superstar, but This has me a little bit salty. I won't even, I'm about to deep dive into this. We haven't shared a lot on Twitter regarding it. I've been very like quiet about it. I've shared a couple of things like retweeted, but not said anything like all the way because I wanted to get on here and I wanted to properly express myself. I think a lot of people are very quick to get on Twitter and say a lot and you might read things wrong or you might interpret it the wrong way. So you're going to hear my voice saying this stuff. Kenise Mobley She was hired, recently hired in the month of June by WWE to be part of their creative team. She's a New York native. She's a comedian by trade. She's made several television appearances, including on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So she is a black woman. WWE hired her. They actually hired two black women on the same day or it was revealed on the same day that they recently were hired by WWE. It was revealed last week during a recent appearance on a podcast called Asian Not Asian that Mobley admitted that she was basically not knowledgeable about the storylines and characters that are currently on WWE programming. A lot of people pulled screenshots and videos and sound bites of her incorrectly stating the WWE champion's name, who is Bobby Lashley. She mispronounced his last name as Ashley. She talked about the Hurt Business, but she openly admitted that she was not familiar with the WWE product. And unfortunately, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. People were extremely rude on Twitter asking, how do you work for a company that you and you don't know who their champion is? You don't know what's going on in the company. How do you work there, et cetera, et cetera. The next day, Kenise Mobley was fired. 24 hours after everyone caused a show, she was fired from the WWE. I read yesterday that WWE was not happy that she went on a public forum and stated that she had no idea what was going on in the product. They felt embarrassed by it is what I read. I decided to dig a little bit deeper because I was I was interested to know if WWE employees, not superstars, but employees at the HQ are allowed to comment or talk on these podcasts. So I reached out to DS Shen of Ring the Bell. He is a former WWE employee. And I asked him, I said, does WWE let their HQ staff do outside interviews? He said, no, I think it's in the contract that you can't discuss WWE matters. I don't remember exactly, but there's also like a 90 day clause where that expires after you're released or you get let go, but it might be longer than that. 
So thank you, DS, for that information. But I'm not sure if this interview was done after she had been fired from the WWE or if she did it because it was a friend of hers. I've read that this podcast is hosted by a close friend of hers. She felt comfortable enough to go on there and say this stuff. Here's where I have an issue. A lot of people are being inappropriate about this. I don't understand like what hate lies in your heart to the point where you are tearing down this woman, this black woman that you do not even know. And I've seen other black people who are saying stuff like, I didn't get the opportunity to be in WWE. They threw away my application and they give her a chance and she doesn't know anything. Sweetie, I think a lot of people feel so privileged. Why know the product? Why won't they hire me? Why won't they do this? Why won't they do that? This woman, she has experience. We're not debating on whether she has experience or not. She's written. She has experience in film. She knows what she's doing. I think about it like with any other job. You get in a job, you might not research everything at first. You might know some of the key players. You might know what's going on. But when you get in a job, you're there to learn. You're there to learn and you're there to grow. So for people to get pissed and upset and take it personally that this woman got in a job and she didn't know everything after a month is asinine to me. And the amount of comfortability that the people have online to just say anything to tweet this girl, I saw earlier that someone emailed her and she posted it on Instagram and they're calling her a dumb Why do you feel comfortable enough to address someone like that? Someone that you've never met. This writer, what does she have an impact on your life? Like, how does she have an impact on your life? And it's known that WWE does not hire fans. Like, no, I I totally get you. It is known that I feel like maybe if it was more out there that WWE doesn't hire fans. People might have been less offended. I well, feel it's interesting it because if you go through like the quote tweets when it was first when the podcast first started going viral, many people were like, it's common knowledge that WWE does not hire fans. But there's a small group or a small group on the internet, I should say, that felt like she should know everything while she got in this job. How does she not know everything? And I'm going to be honest with you. I would like to see if this same treatment would be given to a white man who got into the WWE, did not know anything, hadn't watched at all, or maybe watched when he was a kid. Would he be treated with the same disrespect as this black woman it blows my mind to go down twitter and see what people are saying and a lot of people are defending her most of the people that are have a lot of talk are men and a lot of the women are either supporting this woman or they're staying quiet but the men are feeling very bold and spicy i guess to get on twitter the free bird app and tell them exactly what they think about this woman that they've never met as a black woman myself i think that's why it irritates me so much is because we're out here tearing people down like yes she went on a podcast and she stated that she did not know the main characters and the storylines in the wwe do i think that was the smartest decision for her to do Probably not in the long run. If it embarrassed the company, it's probably not the smartest thing to do. Who knows what her contract said? I don't work for WWE and I don't have her contract. But she clearly felt comfortable enough to go on this podcast and admit that. Why are we faulting her for that? Clearly, she thought about her decision to go on this podcast, whether she was still employed by WWE or not. Why are we tearing her down? Would you rather her act like she knows everything and then we find out she's lying? Yeah. Men have always gatekeeped wrestling, you know, even when you're just like a common fan, they're always like, all right, well, what was this theme song to this pay-per-view and how many wrestlers are on this brand? And it's just always been like that. So I was disappointed to see that a lot of people were giving her hate, but was I surprised? No, because 
I feel like a lot of people were jealous. And by a lot of people, there was mostly men commenting on this. Like you and I talked about this, that a lot of women were not saying anything, that it was just guys saying like, I've applied to WWE this many times and no one's reached out to me and I haven't been hired yet. Why are you going to give this woman a job who knows nothing about the product? I feel like people were very salty. And that's not the attitude to have because she was qualified. She was writing for television. When you apply for a lot of jobs, they tell you, oh, we'll teach you how to do things here. Mm-hmm. It happens in radio. It doesn't matter what format, if you're doing Spanish music, if you're doing English music, you don't have to know the music. As long as you know how radio works, then you can get a radio job. Like same thing with TV. You don't have to know the show. As long as you know how to write for it, you can get the job. And I've been to lunch before with a representative from WWE. And she's told me, you know, they do not hire fans. And so like they check all of the social media, they see how active, how active you are and what you say, and you have to be very careful. So she was like, when I was applying, I tried to like take, you know, clean my social media feed. So even if I did mention it a little bit, you know, things weren't there. And I think that's kind of for the better, you know, you don't want a crazy fan backstage, fangirling over all of these people. But to this woman, people were being so rude, a little bit racist. You know, some people were taking it to that extreme and it didn't, I, I, it was blowing my mind. I didn't even know how to react. I just don't understand like why it's such a big deal all of of a sudden. Like she was there a month, you know what I mean? And I think people are acting like she had been there for years and admitted that she didn't know anything about the WWE. I commend her honesty for at least admitting like, you know what? I don't know all the key players. I don't know everything. I've only been here a month. Let me ask all these people, like, did you know your job after a month? You probably didn't. You're probably still learning faces. You're probably still trying to figure out what's going on. We need to treat these WWE superstars, these writers, et cetera, like normal everyday people. That's what they are. So I just pulled up this thing where she posted on Instagram. She said every morning for the last five days, I've been waking up to messages like this from people I've never met. And it's the message where he's calling her out of her name. I think we need to realize we do not know these people. I think we see them on social media and, you know, even people that you follow on Twitter, you see them on social media and you think you can speak to them anyway, just because you have access to them. It does not work like that. I've seen Alexa Bliss. I've seen all these different people who they get these messages from these fans and they are like the weirdest I've ever seen. It's either really inappropriate or just like completely out of line and rude. And sometimes they'll answer them. Sometimes they'll be like, you know what? I'm not about to deal with this with you. They'll stand up for themselves. But there's a lot of other people who just take the high road and just kind of ignore it. But at the end of the day, it does have an effect on these people, not superstars, not writers, people treat others how you want to be treated. Do you want people to come in your mentions cussing you out? No, like keep the same energy with these people. We are all human here. And I think people just need to chill the out. Exactly. People need to relax and The same people who are emailing her going this extra mile are the same people who will track down wrestlers' addresses and then ask them for autographs. Like you need to learn that there's a line and you don't cross it. At the end of the day, you don't know these people. Like you are just watching the product and I get it. Some people are very passionate, Mm -hmm. but there's borderline crazy people here. I wish her the best. You know, I think this is such a show of an experience and whether she was right or whether she was wrong she still deserves respect yeah. period 
And I hope that she finds something much better and these people start living their own life. It's okay to go outside and touch the grass, breathe some fresh air. You don't have to be sending people hate mail. And you know what? You don't have to comment on everything. Right. Sometimes just people think that because we got Twitter and we can say, you know, at a moment's, you know, second, we can say something on social media and it'll be out there. You don't have to comment. You can keep to yourself. That's a choice that you also have. So I feel like a lot of people should exercise that option more to not post something. Absolutely. Let's move on to something more positive. Samoa Joe is back in the WWE, specifically in NXT. We know that Samoa Joe was released um, a couple months ago, right after WrestleMania. And everyone on the internet was completely shocked at the thought of Samoa Joe being released from the WWE. It just did not make any sense to anyone. As we know, Samoa Joe was an active member of the Raw announced team. He did a great job in that capacity. And it was rumored for a while after he got released that he was looking to enter the ring again. And we know that he has some longstanding injuries that have prevented him from wrestling in the WWE, which is why he was on commentary in the first place. Unfortunately, from what I read, he did not get cleared from where he was trying to go. I'm not sure if he was trying to go to Impact, AEW. I'm not sure, but he's back in NXT now. He is William Regal's enforcer. He is not allowed to fight, but if he is provoked... You know what? I applied for that position to be William Regal's enforcer. Really? (laughs) I didn't hear back. Tell me more. You know, I I didn't hear back from anybody. They probably went through my social media feed, saw that I was a fan, and didn't hire me. You know what? That might be it. That might be it. You never know. Uh, What are your thoughts on seeing Samoa Joe back in the WWE? I know you mentioned it on the latest episode of the Rest Friends podcast that it was interesting to you and Teddy that he came back. Like you were wondering what his contract consisted of since he was released from the WWE, but he came back to NXT. And it was interesting that um, when he got released, Triple H said, oh, I picked him up right away, like a couple hours after he was released. I'm like, did nobody, you know, consult Triple H before letting him go? Like who gets to see this list of people that are going to get let go? Because it seems like a, a like a waste of time to me to let somebody go if you're just going to hire them back 20 minutes later, you know? And right. NXT being owned by WWE, of course, I just don't know like what that reasoning was or, you know, who that list went through. But I am excited to see Samoa Joe back, even if he's not wrestling. We don't know. He might get cleared in a couple months. This, you know, enforcer position could change. But right now, I think he's doing a very good job. I think NXT needed something because they were just going a little bit crazy. I would have liked to see him as the general manager, but I think William Regal still got like a couple of years left in him of being GM. And I think Samoa Joe is only going to better the brand as as his enforcer. I would hope that eventually he does get to wrestle, though. We will see what happens with Samoa Joe. I think he definitely adds some spice to the NXT locker room and i'm excited to see what is next for him yeah speaking of excited summer slam is happening this year right here in las vegas nevada on saturday august 21st which is quite rare that wwe is doing a pay-per-view on a saturday but this event is supposed to be amazing there's only a couple thousand tickets left it was rumored that cardi b was going to be hosting this momentous occasion which is one of the bigger pay-per-views to welcome fans back in we know that wrestlemania had fans this year but wwe according to the rumor mill wants this to be a huge event and they were bringing cardi b in host um Her song Up is currently used as almost like the theme of the pay-per-view. But if you watch the BET Awards, Cardi B is pregnant and she is not like mini pregnant. Like she is medium pregnant. She's like grande pregnant. She's not venti pregnant. She's grande. 
I don't know if she's still going to host SummerSlam. A lot of people thought that she might be getting in the ring because she was a little bit silent on social media for a while. So people assume that she might have pulled a bad bunny, got in the ring and learned how to wrestle. But no, she's just pregnant. She's just Mamiana. Mamiana, that is exactly what she is right now. I wonder how many months she is. I was trying to like look for it and find it because I was like, you know what? Maybe like she's she performed at Coachella pregnant. Did she not? She did. She yes. was up in there with her belly twerking. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't know about getting in the ring, but she could like show up in the stage or something, you know? Yeah, I definitely think that she can still host. I I mean, she obviously wouldn't be able to get physical or anything like that. But of course, there's people online that are saying, why is she hosting? Yada, yada, yada. Who is she? Et cetera, et cetera. You know what? At the end of the day, not everyone will be happy with everything. So, you know, we just got to keep it pushing. Listen, I wasn't happy any of the times Kid Rock was showing up or who else. <laughs> Your face, right? <laughs> wow. Like, what was it? I don't know. I don't know what songs he's got, but I didn't appreciate him hosting. And there was a lot of other people I don't appreciate hosting. So, I mean, I guess you can never please everyone, right? But mm-hmm. if Cardi was to host, like, I would be excited for Cardi. Cardi's a mega star. And we know that she is a WWE fan. So that is extra incentive to have her there because she knows, you know, the roster. She knows the brand. She's watched. So we'll see what happens there. But you know who we are rumored to see at SummerSlam? I don't even want to hear it. (laughs) John Cena is rumored to be at SummerSlam. People are thinking that he's going to be facing head of the table, Roman Reigns, who has been on a damn roll lately. As we know, John Cena is in Fast and Furious 9. He's a movie star. He's Hollywood Cena. And I think a lot of us, including myself, really did not know if John Cena had a future in WWE after he started making that Hollywood shmoney. But it's rumored that he might come back. He's been on some late night shows. He said he plans to come back to the WWE, but he does not have an exact date. I think he's lying. But we will have to see if he's lying. John? Mr. Cena, are you lying to us? I don't even, I would hope that Cena. She's also wearing a John Cena shirt right now, which is very ironic. Damn, I'm wearing a John Cena shirt and I really don't want him to show up at some Without you there. Yes, without me there, right? He could show up at WrestleMania because you and me are going to be there, right? But I would hope that they like just extend this a little bit more and maybe we would get Roman and Cena at Mania. But a lot of people are still thinking that The Rock is going to get involved somehow in this because right. it's a family issue. So who knows, man? And Cena said that he was working on some projects. He said, oh, well, Fast Five is a fast. I don't know how many. Was it Fast Nine? It, fast yeah, nine Fast Nine. Out. He's like, yeah, that movie's coming out. He's working on Suicide Squad. And then he's got another project coming out. So I don't know like when the other things are going to get released. But he might. I'm going to be so sad. You have to record this for me. I know you're going to be there. <laughs> I think that John Cena, they would have John Cena come back for a big event like this. You know, this is the biggest event that they've had since the pandemic. And I think they want to make it a show that is memorable. Um, It's been rumored that Becky Lynch is set to make her return shortly here soon. We know that she had her baby with Seth Rollins and she's ready to get back in the ring. And people think that SummerSlam is going to be her opportunity to get back in the ring and show us, you know, where she's been at. I've also read that there's a possibility Brock Lesnar might show up. I haven't seen Brock Lesnar in a hot ass. 
minute, but he might show up at SummerSlam. I think there's a lot of possibilities right now. People are just very anxious to see what WWE brings to the table. I don't know. I'm excited either way, girl. I'm in there like swimwear. I, I'm excited. I mean, this is the first WWE event at a football stadium. There haven't been a lot of events at the Allegiant Stadium, and it's going to be an exciting time. If John Cena shows up, I'll cry. Shed a gangster tear or two. But you know what? We'll see. Can't believe you said you were going to shed a gangster tear. I'm not going to cry for John Cena. I would do three tears. One for the hustle, another one for the loyalty, the final one for respect. Wow. I should have seen that one coming, but I didn't. I can't see it. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Iridian, so much for joining me today on Wrestling Wind Down. Where can the people find rest friends, including your guys' merch? And I might add, congratulations on the 500 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you, girl. We're so happy and so excited. You can listen to the Rest Friends podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Make sure you head over to our YouTube channel. You can search us up Rest Friends and subscribe to our channel. And also head over to What a Maneuver for our Rest Friends merch. And all of this can be found in our link tree on our Twitter and Instagram at Rest Friends. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? Until next time, enjoy your wine, and of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.